This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash Am I the Butthole? Trying to stop myself singing again. <laughs> if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel, and it truly, truly does. Thank you so much, and let's crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. This first story comes from Vatican Cameos. Am I the arsehole for reminding my mother the loan is under her name and she benefited from it too? While I was applying for student loans, my mum found out she could apply for a loan under her own name that would then be applied to my loan, raising the overall total of the loan. She was explicitly told, as was I, this would be her responsibility. The draw for her was that if she were denied the loan, I'd be given 5k extra that would not need to be paid back. She assumed she would be denied, but wasn't. That made her angry and was somehow my fault. Throughout my college career, she had my loan returns automatically dropped in her bank account and wouldn't allow me to change that, so she would give me only exactly what I needed for books and keep the rest. She often yelled at me about how expensive textbooks were and why I needed so many every semester. Now that I'm graduated and paying back my loans, her loan is also due. She tried to go behind my back and default her loan to me, but all I was told was, member mum would like to transfer this loan to your account, and not knowing what the loan was for, I denied it. She thinks it was just a problem on the bank's end, and I've been ranting for about a year now because of the extra strain this adds. A couple of days ago, she asked me flat out for the loan payment this month, saying I really should be responsible for it. I told her I could barely make my own payments, that loan was under her name, and she used just as much of the returns on all the loans, including the ones under my name as much as I did. Now she and my older sister have been shit-talking in the family chat because I'm screwing over my mum. Am I the arsehole? And straight away, it sounds like quite the opposite, like she's screwing you over in this, not the other way round. I mean, if I read this right, that she's taken your your loan money and then giving you like little bits for textbooks and stuff like that so you're hardly getting any of it anyway and yes she's responsible i think they call that a parent plus loan i'm not totally sure um because obviously i've never been in that situation so we're going to go to the comments and i'm sure they will clear some stuff up and we'll start with gunny hunty saying not the arsehole your mum is the one screwing you over and terrace says not the arsehole that's a parent plus loan and it's legally your mother's responsibility your mum got at least some of that money deposited into her account and spent it. So basically, your mum is trying to screw you over again. And Finnegan922 says this is her loan and her responsibility. And since student loans are only for the student expenses, what you did not need each semester should have been sent back to the lender, thereby lowering the amount of debt you took on. 
By keeping your loan money for herself, doesn't matter how much for any given semester, she was both stealing from you and committing student loan fraud. ETA, the proceeds of the loan in your name belong to you. She shouldn't have had them in her bank account at all. But by keeping even part of any loan in your name, she stole that money from you and committed loan fraud. You have more debt to repay because of this. The loan in her name was never yours to begin with. And Tibbletabs1114 says, not the arsehole, your mother screwed you over on your loan payments for getting your education. And now she's trying to screw you over again when it's time to pay them back. And Dr. Beerologist says, not the arsehole, your mum sounds like a real piece of work. And we'll have one more from Sleuthing Sloth 009 saying, not the arsehole, that's a parent plus loan. That's her responsibility, not yours. She was also the arsehole for taking all the loan payments and feeding you crumbs. Bet you wouldn't need to get as many loans as you did if all the loans went to you. Does your mum have any access to your bank account? If so, take all your money out and move it to another account and give her no info on it. She definitely sounds like the financially abusive type. And all that money from the loans she took from you? If, when you're independent of her, you really should demand her pay you back and you'll go no contact until she does. I've read many stories and seen many occasions where the parent, usually the mum, ugh, steals from their children and I've never seen any good come of keeping in contact with unrepentant thieves. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I love it when a Reddit story gives me a bit of education and I learn something new, especially about these Parent Plus loans too. What are your thoughts on this one? And we move on to the next story. And this next story comes from Pepper701. Am I the arsehole for disconnecting the shared sewer line? Ooh, this sounds a bit different. Moved into a house recently and had some serious issues with smell and pipes, so hired a plumber. They discovered the sewer line is shared and on my property. Apparently that is not up to code. The pipes were all corroded and destroyed. Plumber recommended disconnecting it because they said this damage would keep happening. Talked to the neighbor I was sharing it with and said if we split the cost of the repairs and signed the contract stating we would split the cost of any damages to line, I would not disconnect it. They refused. I said if they can't afford it, they can do a payment plan with the company. They still didn't want to pay, but they wanted me to pay all the damages and keep it connected. The plumber literally told me to disconnect it. They said it will get clogged again soon and cost $500 to flush it each time because it's too small for two houses and then corrosion can happen again and cost another $5,000 or more within the next five years or less. Neighbor refused to pay half to flush it when needed, so I took out a loan and paid the $5,000 to fix the damages and disconnected the sewer line. Didn't have enough to pay for my concrete and they had to remove it so it's half dirt and half concrete on the side, lol. Still paying off the loan to this day. I know the neighbor isn't hurting because they had been telling me about their newly remodeled kitchen and new flat screen TVs. They knew about the connected sewer line since the day they moved back in in the early 2000s. They just expected me to pay for it all, but I feel like a jerk for disconnecting it. Neighbor is pissed and won't talk to me. It's super awkward now. They are also badmouthing me to other neighbors and now I'm getting dirty looks. The way they're acting makes me feel like a jerk, but I can't afford to pay $500 a few times a year because the pipes can't handle the slush. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Now, I'm no plumber, but I'd be really interested. What happens with the neighbor's pipe now? Does it is it all still corroded and horrible? Did they have to do anything with the pipe when they were separating it? I don't know. I really want to know that for some reason. But I personally hate it when you get an unreasonable neighbor like that. I mean, you went around there and offered to, you know, try to help them out, like offer them the payment plan from the company or 
or, or just paying half, which would have been the right thing to do. And they didn't want to do it, so this is on them. And you said yourself that they're buying new flat screen TVs and all this kind of good stuff, so they have got money. But big butt effer says he or she's back again, not the arsehole. They just expected me to pay for it all. And then says, for this reason alone. And Salad says, not the arsehole. It's their shit to deal with. But um. <laughs> and National Twist says, not the arsehole. If they can pay for their remodeled kitchen and flat screen TVs, then they can split the cost for the pipes. And Beep Blip Black Bloop says, not the arsehole. You tried finding a solution. You told them what would happen and they made their decision. And one more from IX Singer saying, whether you're the asshole is gonna depend on an awful lot where you live and what the original easements were for sewer access. We live in a similar situation in Los Angeles. Our houses were built together in 1930 and the sewer line runs across the top of our property onto the neighbors and then down the city line at the bottom of our properties, downhill slopes. The main line was rotten because clay pipes and roots do that and we looked into it. Turns out there was an indefinite easement a copy of which we'd received but not really grokked when we bought the house, which essentially made the sewer lines for both our houses our neighbor's responsibility. We have them pay for the fixes, but we didn't have to. If there's no easement, then I don't know, but you must have done a title search when you bought the place, so you should have been able to see. Question, if you disconnected the neighbor's sewer outlet, where is their waste going currently? And that's my question and no one answers it. I need to know that. <laughs> so if you know, let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Follow me guys. And this next story comes from Ladder Description 51. Am I the asshole for mentioning to my partner how awkward it is when a sister stays? So I, 27 male, and my partner, 24 female, watch her sister, 3 female, every week, once a week. You're not going to complain about a three-year-old, surely. So she comes to stay one night, spends the next morning here, and then goes to nursery the next day about lunchtime. Before we moved into our own house, we used to stay at my partner's mum's a couple of days a week, and her little sister used to speak to me, and we used to play together, etc. Since moving in together, every time my partner's sister comes to stay, she doesn't speak a word to me. I tried to play with her and talk to her and just get completely ignored. We all eat dinner together at the table and her sister just stares at me eating, which makes me feel uncomfortable. She also gives me dirty looks every time my partner leaves the room. <laughs> so I mentioned this to my partner that when her sister comes to stay, she has to speak to her and tell her not to ignore me in my own house. Also to not stare at people when they're eating as it makes people uncomfortable. Also told her about the given dirty looks when she leaves the room. She says it's just what her sister is like and she's shy, etc. Also that I'm making a problem where there isn't one. So am I the asshole for mentioning this to my partner and asking her to try and stop this from happening? Man, I love this one. And <laughs> I might be totally wrong for laughing at this, but it just seems so funny because like my nieces and nephews, when they were three, they used to like just stare at you and make you feel awkward and stuff like that. And I totally love that sort of stuff that, you know, how three-year-olds can make you feel in these situations. And I love the fact that OP in this one goes like, it's my house, <laughs> my rules, you little three-year-old, you do as you're told. Oh my word. Come on now, you're going to be the arsehole in this situation. You see, three years old for Christ's sake. But little red brick house says, you're the arsehole, she's three. You're getting bent out of shape about a power struggle with a toddler. A kid who probably still wears pull-ups at night has somehow fully established dominance over you. <laughs> An apparently full-grown adult. And all she's doing is looking at you. Get a grip, man. Just be kind and control yourself. You're supposed to be the mature one. 
Oh god, I'm crying. One stranger says, oh, let me just wipe my eyes here. You're the asshole. This kid is three. Three-year-olds do weird things and sometimes dramatically change their behaviors because they're literally learning what being a human is. My niece is two and she was the sweetest thing three months ago and I'm lucky if any kind of suggestion isn't met with a no. She'd grow out of it. Don't be offended. She's not doing it to disrespect you. She's doing it because she's three. And Moonlight Rose says, I think you may be, you're the asshole in it. She's three. Three-year-olds don't always talk. And making this some weird power struggle with a toddler is beyond weird for an adult man. And Roaming Amber says, feel free to mention it if it makes you feel bad and ask your partner for strategies to help you engage with her sister. However, if this in any way turns into a, it's my house, make a three-year-old play by my rules demand, then yeah, you would be the asshole. The kid is three. Seriously, she's not a machine. She's a preschooler. So demanding she rise to your expected level of obedience and respect is unrealistic and mean. And one more from Snowdoodle11 says, you're the asshole, lol. Are you getting offended by a three-year-old staring at you? She's giving you dirty looks. <laughs> This is all in your mind, man. And I just got this picture of like, I don't know why, a long table and Opie sat at one end and this toddler sat at the other end in like a high chair, like knife and fork in hand, just staring at Opie with evil eyes <laughs> chewing their food. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. What do you guys make of this one? And we'll move on to the next. St Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Story, come on, OP. And this next story comes from Sad Little Fat Theo. Am I the asshole for taking an opportunity to move ahead? Hello, I work in a nurse in a small town where everybody knows everybody. My uncle works in the administration of the hospital, which I never told anyone about, because people here get everywhere by their connections, and I didn't want any accomplishments I do to be dismissed as, yeah, her uncle did that for her, or anything like that. I wanted to make it on my own, and I did. I started working about six months ago. During this time, the head nurse, my immediate supervisor, really was impressed with my work, and she'd always tell me in private and in front of everyone. I really like my department and my colleagues, so I've been learning and helping and staying late if the department was busy. I've taken many responsibilities that aren't mine, such as ordering medical supplies from storage, arranging and updating policies, and many others. I don't mind working hard to keep the day-to-day -day workload smoother for us all in the department. One of my colleagues, who was employed six months before me, I've grown closer to her, and we have a good relationship. She's my age, and we have the same interests, so we've become friends. Last week, she told me about applying to work in the COVID-19 vaccination center as they needed staff and their workload was less and had more breaks and flexible working hours. She encouraged me to apply with her, so we did. Unfortunately, they told us they don't need more staff and that's that. We were bumped, so I called my uncle and told him if there's any chance he'd get me and her there. He called me an hour later and told me he talked with the nursing director for me and my friend and he told him the same thing. 
So my uncle told him to at least get me in if there was no chance for the two of us. He told him he'd try, but if he did, it'd absolutely stay between us as he's doing a favor and not wanting trouble in return. So I didn't tell anyone, including my friend. Then the next day, my head nurse told me I'll start working there next week. I knew I had to tell my friend I got accepted. I couldn't tell her how or why, just that they contacted me for the schedules and everything and she congratulated me and told me I must have had someone up to help me and it must be nice. I asked her what she meant and she didn't respond. The interaction was via text and I didn't see her since I've started in the vaccination center the next day. I feel awful. Even though I know she had no chance from the start, I feel like I've taken away her opportunity. My sister is telling me it's okay to feel guilty if I had taken away a chance, but since I didn't, there's no point in feeling this way. We both miss a chance, but I had my uncle helping me and she didn't have anyone. I know that, but I still feel very badly. So, am I the asshole? You know, it's uh, nepotism, but, and I kind of, I find it difficult shooting someone down when they take opportunities, but in this one, it was the whole attitude at the very start, which, you know, you know your uncle works in administration and you never told anyone about because people get everywhere here by their connections. And you said you didn't want that and you don't want to be dismissed as, yeah, her uncle did that for her. And then later on in the story, your uncle did that for you. It's like, yeah, you just totally dismiss what you said. So it sound, it kind of like almost dismisses the whole post and you got, and it feels like you got to where you are for your whole career by your uncle by some weird way. I don't know. I might be totally wrong there and just reaching, but it feels like to me, and I'm going to say you are the asshole just for that. And I shouldn't do it just based on a feeling, but I'm going with it. I'm sorry. I am sorry. But Salad says, if you don't want any accomplishments or perks you receive to look like favors given to you, then you shouldn't be asking your connections for favors. Simple as that. Yes, in practice, that's how a lot of the world works, but I'm just going by what you set out here. You may as well have bumped your friend from the to get into this department by being shoehorned into it when there explicitly were no publicly available openings. She has the right to feel upset about you getting the position. And Collect My Corp says, you're the asshole, you state you don't want help and would like to move up based on your accomplishments. Yet the minute you run into a barrier, you go and call your uncle. That's shitty. And Ad Plastic says, you're the asshole, you didn't get this on merit. Nepotism, of course you suck. A status percentage says you're the arsehole and quotes, I didn't want to get any accomplishments I do to be dismissed as yeah uncle did that for her. And then says yeah right, big fat liar. And Miss Gino Urso says you're the arsehole, holy nepotism Batman. I don't know you but I already don't like you. Sorry, don't pretend that you got where you are on merit when you so clearly benefit so much from your connections. It is completely dishonest. And one more from Cross Examiner says, you might want to come down to earth with the rest of us, regular folks. Most start from the bottom of the barrel and getting to the top seems so out of reach. A job was created for you. It had nothing to do with your merits as a nurse. You're probably an outstanding nurse, as was your friend. Try to step into the shoes of your friend. Had she known about your connections, she would have been told about the job. Your friend is right when she stated, you must have had someone up to help you and it must be nice. Come on, you know exactly what she meant kind of think the friend has been kicked down before wasn't her first rodeo in my opinion and now we'll move on to the next story and this story is from lady february am i the asshole for paying to open a tab at a restaurant for a homeless man a few straights from the hotel where i'm staying there is an older homeless man and his dog he's very unkempt but nice and polite he always says hi to me when i walk by our chats turn to conversations He's had a sad life, alcoholism, drug use. He sleeps in a tent under a bridge. 
He's not an active drug user or an alcoholic. He tells me he's been five years clean. He jokes that getting high is too expensive these days. There's a small eatery bistro nearby. The food is good, generous portions and affordable. I went to the owner and told her I want to set up a tab for someone. She thought it was like for a friend or something, so I agreed. I set up a $500, which is something like 40 to 50 meals. I tell them that the person will just say my name and then know who it's for. I gave the owner my number to follow up with. I told my homeless friend about it. He was very grateful. I also bought him some new clothes and some dog food for his dog. I left the city yesterday. This morning, I get a barrage of texts from the restaurant owner saying that she didn't know the friend was a homeless man and that I should have let her know before setting up the tab. She said he's unkempt and scaring other customers away. I doubt this is the case because sure he looks unkempt because of his hair and beard, but he uses his friend's gym membership and takes showers at the Y, so it's not a hygiene thing. As far as I know, the owner lets him eat there, but am I the arsehole for what I did? Should I told the owner that he was homeless? And poor choice flower says not the arsehole, no sympathy for the restaurant from me. If anything, I wish you would support another business because this one seems terrible. And Babette says not the arsehole, the restaurant owner is getting paid. Complaining about serving patrons or refusing service to homeless people when the food is paid for is definitely arsehole behavior on their part. And Flashy Celery says not the arsehole, there is a place in my college town that has a tab for all homeless people, all. Every Saturday morning, my friends and I would buy breakfast and then add a breakfast drink meal for the local homeless population. The people would come in and ask for a meal and they'd be given a drink and meal on the house. They saw more business because of their practices. They humanized the homeless population. Anyone who was rude to them was banned from the restaurant. Homeless people are homeless for many different reasons. I know many people who have a roof over their head who are worse kept than many homeless people I know. You should ask for a refund, then move your business elsewhere and then let the community know exactly what happens. And since Elvis says not the arsehole, if they got that big a problem with him being homeless, they're free to give him a job and help him get a home. And one more from Neo Allen says, I'm going against the grain, but I'm going to say no one's an arsehole here. I think your heart was absolutely in the right place, but I think this was a really good deed to help a homeless man. On the other hand, and as someone whose family had several restaurants, it is sometimes difficult to help homeless without in some way inconveniencing other patrons. I don't know this man's situation, but in my experience, it was common that when people paid meals for the homeless, they would occupy tables for very long hours or refuse to leave until closing, bring animals or ask other clients to pay money. Which is to say that, that even if this man in particular wasn't being a nuisance and other owners' messages indicated he was, the restaurant may have had a bad history with homeless people in the past. Mind you, I don't think this is particularly fair for the homeless, and I believe society should organize itself better to help our most vulnerable members but it is understandable that he may have had an impact in the owner's business, and I don't think they are assholes for thinking so. That said, I feel you could have let the restaurant know beforehand, given the homeless man the money straight out, or set up a tab with a supermarket or bodega, where the money for food may have gone farther than a restaurant, which tends to be more expensive. I can't think you're an asshole for doing a good deed, but I do feel the restaurant may be in a weird spot, which is understandable. Now, what do you guys think about this one? What do you think about that last comment? Do you think he has a point? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and your verdicts for the rest of today's stories if you choose to do so. Thank you so much for your love, time and support towards the channel. As always, it makes a huge difference in what you do and I can never express that enough. And as always, tell me what you're up to right now as I love to hear it. It just, it, it makes my day, it truly does. Thank you so much for your love, support and time and I will see you, you cheeky so-and-so in the next one. Take care guys. Much love.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 